Yeesh. Boy, howdy. Um, what a way to uh, come back home. What a way to commemorate Marlowe's uh, record-breaking thing. Uh, we'll talk about Patrick Marlowe uh, videos. A, uh, a shell-shocked Martin Jones again. And a bot war. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Saturday night, April 24th, 2021. The Sharks lose 6-3 to to the Minnesota Wild. The Wild clinch a playoff spot in the West Division. We'll talk about playoffs for other teams. Uh, and for the Sharks, uh, where do they go from here? On Teal Town After Dark, this is your live interactive Sharks post game. If you want to be part of the show, chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. Of course, follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. It does do a lot for us. SoundCloud, Spotify, or excuse me, Reddit, Discord, and of course, TealTownUSA.com to find everything we do. Good evening, everyone. I am Eric Carell alongside... The angry Canadian robot that is Ian Reed. The the Martin Jones defenders just just come into my mentions. Just explain this to me. Explain to me how we can't buy out Martin Jones. <laughs> how I face so much, not a lot of resistance, but enough resistance to be infuriating on this topic. Like, please tell me. Explain to me how buying out Martin Jones isn't the first order of business in the off season. Tell me how that is, please, with your best intelligent, big brain thoughts. Convince me now. And with that, good night, everyone. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, let's, uh, yeah, you know, Satan was like, let's hear this Ian rant. Uh, you, you got it. Uh, Ian was right the whole time. Um. Uh, Ao, I am here for the Ian rant. Uh, apparently, this has become a, a thing now. Sharks last wants to know: anyone know what the Sharks' worst losing streak was, or is it the one they have going right now? Actually, no. Oh no! <laughs> back, back in '93, yeah, a seventeen-game yeah. winless streak. Um, you know where they finished eleven seventy-one and two. Uh, they right. they lost seventeen in a row, and I think the streak snapped. And that game was the last game Doug Wilson would play in the National Hockey League, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it was against Winnipeg, if I'm not not mistaken. Uh, but, the original Jets, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Coyotes. You know, uh, it's now eight in a row for the Sharks. Uh, I, If I'm not mistaken, and, you know, others can tell me if I'm wrong. Unfortunately, Uncle Darren Stevens doesn't join us on here. We wish. He has, you know, better, better things to do. Uh, but uh, I believe the eight games that they've lost in a row goes back to right before the Joe Thornton trade in November of 2005. Uh, and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. it's it's bad. And, 
it's it's really bad, Kevin. Uh, I mean, I know AJ usually brings in the comments from uh, so we can post them on here, but uh, you know, uh, literally, Boogner's going off. I mean, I, yeah. I, I see. It's like look at their lineup and look at ours. We're missing some depth. I'm. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's scary to say. Uh, as a head coach, you're basically calling out general manager Doug Wilson on this one, I guess. I think he's just calling out everyone. I mean, he's look at Bugner's had as the, the the number of kicks the can that Bugner's had in the NHL. Now, like this is probably it. Like, I don't do. You, do you think he gets another head coaching job in this league? I don't. He, he, he might be an assistant somewhere for sure. Like, I think he, he could be an assistant again somewhere, but I don't, I can't imagine. I mean, and, but this is the NHL and, you know, the old boys club always kind of gets around, but I just, at this point, like if I'm Bob Bugner, I'm looking at this and I'm like, this is it. Like I'm, I'm done. And it's not completely like, don't get me wrong. Look at, I'm not a huge, like Bob Bugner fan, but to just completely lay this out at his feet, probably not fair again it's not one thing right it's it's a bunch of things like i know i started off on jones who was absolutely dog shit tonight right but is this team's problem just martin jones no like you you can have more than one problem at once and that's the problem with the sharks is they have a lot of problems exactly (laughs) i you know i always say like yeah you have to buy out martin jones but because i say that doesn't mean like there's not other things they need to do but that's the easiest thing to start with yeah. Like if if you go in the offseason and say, okay, how do I fix this? That's where you start. I I mean, I'm just I'm at a loss with this team. I it's bad. We know it's bad. But I just like this slide and just the uninspired play. Yeah. Like it's it's hard to watch. And it's hard not like I'm not I'm probably look a little more heated than I am because I'm really not that I'm not that upset about the loss. I mean I, I just wish that the other teams would start winning so that we could stop talking about a team that's lost eight in a row as a potential playoff team. Like, can can you Coyotes and Blues please start winning some freaking <laughs> games so we can stop talking about this, please? Uh, that would be make it a whole lot easier. I, I, honestly, I mean, you you've heard me many times being frustrated that this team is just a few points out of the playoff spot, which it honestly shouldn't be. I mean, no. let's, let's put it out there. They shouldn't Nobody be. Nobody wants to win a game. Like, that's the problem. Like, this team, like, I I, I, I think it was, was I think might have been Kevin Lacey the other day who said, like, yeah, the team was, like, five points at all playoff spot, but they were also five points from being at the bottom of the division. <laughs> right. Like, how terrible is that? It, it's just scary, you know. Uh, and it also tells you how bad the division is. I mean, the top three, the top three teams can clinch the, uh, have clinched the playoff spot. The fourth one might come down to the final day, and it might be backed in at this point. You know, right? Yeah. I uh, mean, looks like the Oats are currently winning. the The Blues won today, so hopefully they they keep this up, and we can we can put to bed this awful talking point, mm-hmm. and and just enjoy the misery. Yeah, and uh, let's talk about the misery. Uh, they, the the boys and Coach Bugner said that they were still in a playoff chase. 
earlier today. I even, like I can't even just keep a straight face when that when that's mentioned. I like know. it always I always just die laughing every time I hear it. I I, I it never gets any and I, and I don't stop laughing. And uh, you know, hey, you know, at one time the '93 Sharks were still in playoff contention, and then yes. and then December and came. November came. Oh, yeah. <laughs> December. Came. I was kind of giving them benefit of doubt, you know, for December. But you, you might actually be more accurate there, Ian. Um, then November happened. You know, uh, I mean, they, they talk about all this gusto. They talk about being in in a playoff, playoff chase. Mm-hmm. You have that big ceremony for Patrick Marlowe. You know, you would think that that would have kind of inspired him. But then again. I don't know. We've seen teams come out flat, though. Like. You, you know, like it was nice that they did it in in the arena, and I and I and I agree with the the. I know some people were saying, well, why didn't they wait till the next game when there's actual fans there? But I I think you get it out of the way tonight. Like you can only milk this thing for so long. Wait, this is the San Jose Sharks. They've milked Game Seven for two years. Oh, um, oh, oh, we've milked Game oh, Seven for Vegas for damn. two years, so maybe we can. I think we'll be we'll be talking about this Marlowe thing till the end of the year. But I mean, we've but we've seen like ceremonies and stuff like this, like in teams come out flat after them like how many how many banner raising ceremonies do you see and then the team that's raising the banner generally gets scorched right right like we it's, we've seen this before this isn't new no um but i mean it's just it's a but it's you know usually you give up a goal like that and you 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 would think you wouldn't be flat for the rest of the period i think that was the really frustrating thing about this because not only were they flat on the first goal and Martin Jones was awful on that first goal, but like they just never found their game for the whole first period. No, I mean, it, it's just, it's just, you know, re- ridiculous. Uh, but the thing is, is that they come like, we're all right. We're, we're still in the playoff chase. Oh, we're going to win this for Patty. We're going to do that. And then 19 seconds in Ryan Suter with probably the softest goal I've seen to open a game. Yeah, absolutely brutal. I mean, brutal. Not even show up. Nineteen seconds I, in. I like. Would, come like, on. Not even that. But it wasn't even. It wasn't just a soft goal. Like he wasn't. He wasn't even on his angle at all. Like that. You just. You're, if you're an NHL goalie, you can't allow that goal. You can't be off your angle. Like there was no reason. There was no. There was no pass that he was trying to cheat on. Like, there's no reason to be that off your angle. Exactly. And it, st- it set the tone for the night. It set the tone for the night. Uh, and Bugner saying, the start was a disaster right from the first shift. That first one was a horrible goal. We didn't come back from that adversity. And, yeah. it's a one, you, and you had 59 minutes, 41 seconds to recover from it, and he didn't show up. Three goals on six shots? I mean... Martin Jones, LOL. At this point, at this point, I I don't know what you do. I mean, yeah, you you can try to buy, you can buy him out, sure. Or you have to. You you, you I, have if, to if they bring back Martin Jones next year. Like, there's there's, I mean, like it's I mean it would be fine because I think like you the the longer this goes on, the more heat should put on the front office like i know some people are like oh yeah well you know we'll just fire bugner and whatever how many coaches does doug wilson get to fire in three years yeah right like that's that's the question people should be asking how many coaches should doug wilson be 
allowed to fire before any pressure goes on him. I, I mean, it, it's the thing, you know, you need saves at the right time, right time of the game. And we didn't get them from Buchner. Yeah, that's the thing. That's one of the things. I mean, he went on to say, I think the mistakes are contagious. Carlson Balsers gave away easy ones. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong again. And this is the thing, right? Like you can point at those goals and say Martin Jones was completely ass, but the team in front of him wasn't much better, especially in the first period. I mean, and even even later on in the game, like there was a lot of like a lot of those goals, just wild, just wild players, absolutely wide open with like a desert, you know, with the Sahara desert between them and the nearest defender. Exactly. And all the time in the world, like. Yeah, like, again, the goaltending wasn't good, but that's not the whole story here. No. It's, it's a big part of it, but it's not the whole story. I think Bleeding Teal kind of, I think, quote, retweeted us on the on the Kaprizov goal. There's three Sharks on one side. There's another one that's kind of in the way. And Kaprizov has the entire slot from face-off dot to face-off dot to just wind up and grip it and rip it. How the hell do you do that to a guy that is most likely going to be nominated for the Calder, number one. Number two, yep. he's been on a roll. I think he. this but is he, five how, goals. No one should be wide open. Whether I don't care if you're John Scott or Kirill Kaprizov. Like, you just shouldn't have guys that open, period. Like, that's just, it's bad team defense. Yeah. And I'm not trying to, like, and again, I thought, Cor I thought Corner went in and, you know, I thought he did okay considering. I think he did okay in the Vegas game. Is is Coronar like, you know, is Coronar a guy that's like, I'm like, oh man, that's the, that's the, that's the future starter there. No, I'm not, I'm not there with him, but I think that he's given this team in limited action. He's given the team something to at least try to work with. Yeah. Like, do I think, you know, do I think this is the, the second coming of Patrick Juan? No, I'm not even sure if there's a starter there, but he's been better. Like, you know, I, I think he should get more starts because I think at least in the limited action we've seen him in until again, you know, it's kind of like when, when Devin Dubnik was here, you should put the guy in until you can't anymore. Yeah. And with Martin Jones, like, look at the last couple of games. You can't like he's, you, he's proven you can't rely on him at all lately. So give Corner, you know, so give Corner a couple starts in a row. Yeah. And what do you have to lose at this point? Nothing. Get the kids some reps in the NHL. Of course, Kozinash. Yes, you're right. Sorry. Kosh, yeah, I was gonna say Kozinash. Uh, but I'll, also at this point, do you do you even throw in you know Melnichuk a game or two in the NHL? No, no, no I don't think so. I think you know here's the, here's the thing, right? Like I I think Melnichuk maybe maybe later, but I I I honestly I think he's where he belongs right now. He belongs in the AHL. Let him get his reps in there. Like Kozinash has had his reps in the AHL at this point, right? So, like, I don't have a big issue with him coming up and, and playing with, you know, a couple of starts with the big club because, you know, I think I can't remember who it was, but they're arguing they're they're getting on me. about oh, we'll just wreck the kids confidence with this losing group. But like you have to play games to get confidence. And he's still it's like not like he's not around the team. So, like, he's you know, he's on the team. I, I think you give him some starts, give him some reps like you have nothing to lose at this point. I think Melnichuk's better served probably playing at the AHL. And I haven't seen a ton of them, but what I what I have seen so far makes me think that him staying in the AHL is the absolute best thing for him at this point. Um, 
like I have no yeah see and Kevin Kevin's kind of echoing what I've seen like he there's a couple of of goals that he had in the that in a couple of games where I watched where I was like yeah he needs some more reps and that's fine like and that's you know again that's fine I'm not concerned I don't I, I think if you, you know, th- this is where the whole confidence issue comes in, right? If you right. you have to have more confidence, you have to build up his confidence, like get him some, you know, get him some good reps in the HL. That's what Kozanash got to do. He got to sit in the HL. He got to play a ton of games in the HL. Now he's getting some games in the NHL. Like it's a, it's the logical progression. I don't see any reason to bring up Melnichuk at this point. I don't think Kozanash has been, has been awful in any of his starts. I don't, like, again, I don't think he's been amazing and I'm not trying to, say you know oh yeah Kozanash he's the savior he's 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 the Bennington right like no he's not but yeah you know but he's but he's earned the chance to play he's earned the chance to play I mean absolutely at this point what do you again like you said what do you have to lose for crying out loud I mean uh, you know we we got we didn't get through the three goals but three goals on six shots you're getting pulled for the eighth time in the season. I mean, I I don't know how many starts he's had. Uh, Martin Jones has had. Let me let, but, let I me mean, cover let me cover your three goals. LOL, Martin Jones. LOL, Martin Jones. LOL, Martin Jones. Done. <laughs> like uh, really? I mean, it was. What 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 more do you need to say on, on no, any of those goals? That it's it's true, and, and you know. And Bugner also explains it. We're talking about mistakes on the defensive side of the puck. It's structure, it's details, it's X's and O's. I'm not blaming yeah. everyone, but everyone could be better. Okay, but he's still calling guys out by name to the media. Good. And and good, and absolutely good. But it's not doing anything. Mistakes on the defensive side of the puck. I think can even said on the broadcast tonight, those shouldn't be happening by now. You're You're... You got what nine games left? You would think that a lot of these things would be on point. And yes, Greg Pattern was in the lineup tonight. First time he was with the Sharks. Okay. But I mean, the rest of the group has been there most of the year. Yeah. And, and like, I, I didn't, like, I wasn't super impressed by Pattern's game at all tonight. But like, that's not the, you know, it wasn't. <laughs> It's, it wasn't him blowing all the assignments. Like, it was, you know, it was the Vlasics and the Hurdles. Yeah. And, you know, like, it wasn't, it, this wasn't, oh, well, there's a rookie on playing on defense and that's why everything went wrong. No, it, it wasn't. You know, even I, I even Blickfeld, like, blew that assignment early, you know, on the, on the first goal. Blickfeld kind of blew his assignment there. And I like Blickfeld. And I think, like, I'm glad he's got a goal because I think he's a guy who does deserve a, a, a better look at the NHL level. But, you know, of course, he got suspended when he was up the last time, which was just unfortunate, you know. And then I thought after that, I'm like, God, this guy's never going to get a chance because and it's stupid, you know, like some guys get. It's always been my gripe with this team, right? Some guys get all the runway in the world, but oh, not you, rookie. You make one mistake and you're never playing in the NHL again. Yeah. Um, Martin Jones. Uh this is from Uncle Darren Stevens at Shark Stats. Martin Jones has been pulled from a start for a relief goalie eight times a season, most in the NHL. In Sharks history, only Steve Shields in 99-2000 and Evgeny Nabokov in 2000-2001, where he won the Calder, by the way, were mm-hmm. pulled more times in a season. Mind you, 
those were full seasons. Full yeah. seasons. It's and those are some awful teams. I mean, 99-2000, they upset St. Louis. Yeah. 2001, you know, Nabby won the Rookie of the Year, uh, but he was still learning. Yeah, I guess but they weren't say. like they weren't. They they did they 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 didn't have a quarter of the talent like and that's the and that's the frustrating thing right because they don't have a quarter of the talent they do now. Yeah. They had some really good players like some really players that I really really liked, but let's call it what it is, right? Yeah, it was it was the plucky happy to be their team. Yeah, and I think Booger is. Echoing what many of us are thinking, it's not fun. It's miserable losing. Vegas and Colorado are gearing up while the rest of uh, while the rest are fighting for our lives. You look at the lineup, and a lot of things have to go right for us to get a win. Obviously, there isn't a good roster here. You know, we, we've already mentioned that. You know, we're missing some depth. It's no, like, for sure. I mean, whoop de do. Okay, you're missing Matt Nieto. I mean, who else is hurt? That's not playing. Well, you also just don't have depth because you don't have any cap space. <laughs> right? Like, I, again, like, I am not a big Bob Bugner guy. Like, but I, you know, but at this point, like, you know, the, the reason I want to see Bob Bugner get fired is because a new GM comes in and brings in his own guy. Let me ask you. Because, again, how many coaches does Doug Wilson get to fire in three years? Before any heat goes on the front office. And that's the thing. You know, <laughs> does he get one more? Does he get one more? You know, Couture saying we're on our heels, letting the game come to us. When you're going through bleepity times, you need your best players to show up. And I haven't been there. Give him credit. He he got off the schneid his first goal in 16 games. His last goal was back on March 22nd. Made it a four-one game. Uh, then after the Kaprizov being wide, what did you say? Wide, more wide open than in the in the desert. Look, there was there was a Sahara desert between him and the nearest Turks defender. <laughs> I I mean, wait to wait to social distance during the game. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, like. for sure, absolutely. <laughs> but then you know, Evander Kane made it five-two. Joachim Blickfeld gives you another teaser goal. Congrats to Joachim Blickfeld. Going, that was a nice shot by Blakefield. Goal, yeah, nice. It was a nice goal. You know. I mean, again, like this is a guy who I think probably should have should have gotten longer looks than he has so far, and hopefully, you know, this is this is a situation where they give him another game. Because at this point, what do you have to lose? Like you've lost eight games in a row. You're not making the playoffs. I don't care how the fucking math is. You're not making the playoffs. So what do you have to lose? By slotting in, you know, getting guys like actual looks. Yeah. What do you have to lose at this point? Uh, and and yeah, I I completely agree. The thing is, is what we it almost seems like Ian that if a guy scores his first NHL goal with the team, Booter quickly either puts you back on the taxi squad or scratches you for the next game. And Blickfeld, who's had a good season with the Cuda. I mean, he has, yeah, oh, he's, he's had a really good season with you know, Kuda, I think. Uh, and like you said, it's nice to be up here. Obviously, I'm more confident. It feels more comfortable being here now for sure. Uh, and thankfully, you know, Donato got the puck for him. You know, it's always nice to get the first one out of the way. It's something you dream about when, uh, since you're a kid. I mean, 
you know, it's always nice to to get those first goals. But a lot of people were giving crap about Patrick Marlowe being on this in this lineup and getting to uh, this record, saying that you know the Sharks facilitated this, and there there are some idiots who who will will say he shouldn't be here. Well, honestly, the development of the youngsters isn't ready. Here, here's the thing, right? And I, 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 I see both sides of this argument, but I, you know, and I see how people are like, oh, this isn't right, whatever, you know, he shouldn't have broke the record like this. Look at as long if an NHL team is gonna pay you and put you on the ice, you're an NHL player, and this is what I said before, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. You know, you know, but should he be here next year? I'll be upset if he is. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Right. Like it is what it is. He's here. He broke the record. You know, he, he and he did it. He legit did it like it. Again, you're an NHL player until someone stops paying you and stops putting you on the ice. The Sharks are paying him. And they're putting him on the ice. He's an NHL player. He broke the record. It's, you know, like I, I understand people are upset because, you know, they're 400 years old and Gordie Howe was their icon, whatever. But like, whatever. Honestly, the records are made to be broken. And an AJ trying to stir up the pot. No, I did not call Jerk an idiot. Uh, there are some idiots who have gone the way that's like, you know, he should have just stopped before the game, you know, one game before, out of respect for Gordy Howe. Gordy, would Gordy quit a game before? Should have, should have Gretzky you know, Gordy Howe would have been like, the first, like Gordy, and that, and, that, and all these people bent out of shape, man. If Gordy was here, he would have been the first person to congratulate Marlowe, yeah. like, because that's the kind of guy he was. And, and Mark had said that even on uh, on the video tribute, you know, that Gordy first off would have loved that it was a Saskatchewan boy that that mm-hmm. did it, you know. But you know, again, who else is in the system? And like Kevin Lacey said, and again, he's not taking a roster spot this season from anyone. Yeah. You know, there have been teams have been, in, you know, players have been inserted to the lineup to see if they'll stick. And, you know, not all of them are sticking. So. um, So, yes, the Sharks lose six to three. You know, they get an empty netter. Of course, Benino gets the empty netter because, you know, just have to remind us about how stupid that Moens and Huskins trade in 2009 was. Uh, San Jose loses its eighth straight. Uh, Kakinen, you know, has been lights out for the, for the uh, wild. Uh, yeah. I mean, the wild, look at, I mean, the wild, I, I, the division might be garbage, but I mean, the wild looking pretty good this year. Um, they, they definitely like, you know, they didn't clinch tonight by accident. No, they're they've become a really good team. Kaprizov has been that that spark plug that they absolutely needed. Uh, you know, hats off to Bill Guerin because I, I the nightmare that was the one year Paul Fenton was, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that that was a nightmare. Uh, so if you're a Minnesota fan, you're no longer mild. <laughs> you're wild about your team. And, uh, you know, hats off to former Shark Bill Garen. Uh, 
to turning this team around and it's just like oh yeah i mean like and and something that like i i didn't mention you know yes ll jones for sure but like the sharks like a lot of the games that the sharks have played against the wild this season they have had a really tough time with that wild forecheck like that forecheck has eaten them alive for large stretches of the game that they've played um you know it's definitely credit to coaching for sure over there yeah and it's it's great but it's great to see if you're minnesota because you know the state of hockey has been uh has been uh going and being frustrated with everything going i think way back to those those Suter and parisi contracts uh but at this point they have a good solid team that's gonna make you pay you know with speed with skill with hard hitting i mean it, it, they're they're going to be a good team and and the rate that they're going they're not going to be a tough out and right now uh what would it be Colorado that they get I, be, uh, I believe yeah I haven't looked at the standings it's it's Colorado or Vegas so they're going to be in tough for sure but yeah right now it would be Colorado and history has has shown Minnesota owns Colorado when it comes to the playoffs I mean <laughs> They they essentially. I hate old time records. Old time records are so fucking irrelevant. <laughs> I know, but it, it's like, it's it's quite interesting to, to have it. Ha- and it was in, uh, in like a ten yeah. year span. But I mean, the, the history goes to show that uh, you know they sent Patrick Wan to retirement for crying out loud. That's, yep, and, I remember. And, I remember. I watched that game. I remember that one. Uh, you know, Andrew Burnett, and the first one to hug him was former Shark Andre Zuzan. Uh, mm-hmm. It's. So, you know, it's uh, it's quite interesting to see, you know. Um... Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> Peter DeBoer obviously is a is a guy who I campaigned with endlessly to get fired. Um, I mean, yeah, he's doing great, but that Vegas team is beyond fucking stacked. Like, look at look at the talent top to bottom on that team. You have you have talent top to bottom. You have two starting goalies. Like, <laughs> the I. I think that team like that team would do well i don't you know regardless of who was behind the bench it's it'd be really hard to screw that up honestly if they if they don't get to the conference final or excuse me the stanley cup semifinal this year you know unless it's colorado it's a disappointing season for them you know yeah i mean they should win the cup and with everything given to them why not I mean, Vegas is great. Colorado has been good, but they've had some shaky spots here and there, you know. Uh, but Minnesota, I mean, can be a surprise between one of these two teams. I mean, yep, it'll be yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Like, do I think that there's some that there that there's some upset value in 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 Minnesota? For sure. I, would I put? Is it enough that I would put money on Minnesota? outing one of those teams no but yeah there's definite there's definite you know there's there's definite there's not enough there that would make me like put my money where my mouth is but i think there's definitely yeah i think i think the wild could could ease yeah they could they could they could screw someone over for sure yeah and we i'd love to see vegas go out to minnesota that would be great to see uh but the interesting thing is that you know 
for the top two, Vegas and Colorado, it gives them a thing to push for these last couple of weeks of the season uh, because, you know, the winner will get the fourth seed. And boy, howdy, the fourth seed is just not wanting to be, you know, touched for some reason yeah. <laughs> at this point. Uh, we want to welcome everybody who who watched the baseball game and uh, and the post game over on the TV side. Uh, if you're new here, thanks for watching us. Hit that subscribe button. We only have 12 likes for Patrick Marlowe. I mean, yes, it's great to have 12. That's Good 12 likes. Yeah, yeah I mean, come on. Let, let's at let's at least honor him with, uh, let's see, didn't he wear, like, I think he wore 21 at the All-Star Game in Minnesota in 2004. So let's at least, let's, come on, let's get up to, like, 21 likes. Uh, and, and, of course, if you want to support the show, you can do it in the Super Chat. Of course, we prefer the Venmo at Teal Town USA. Uh, we, we would like to get to the wraparound segment. It'll be really appreciated uh and uh trust me if you're on team tank uh you're going to like the results so even more so to get the like and subscribe button going you know i mean <laughs> so i i think also um but i i do want to say this though i thought the um the, we did talk about how like the you know there was this opening storm that 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 video package they put together was top notch oh yeah I, I I meant to mention that earlier, but I was too busy being <laughs> mad at the team. <laughs> like what a top notch, super top notch. Uh, apparently, from Curtis Pashelka, the Sharks' lack of depth has been lamented on more than one occasion by Bugner to compete with Vegas, etc. Next season, getting deeper is job number one for the front office. Uh, can't simply. Hope young guys take a step. Big changes are needed. Well, and it goes to rub a lamp. Yeah, I mean, it go, but it essentially goes to show that Bugner wants some better depth, but at the same time, you know, it's basically saying, yeah, the kids either not ready or not good. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, what are you gonna do? What do you do? Flat cap? Like, why? I they're gonna have to do some major. I, they got to move some major cap this summer to do anything. Now, who knows? I mean, expansion draft's coming. Maybe they can shed a contract there. You hope. Right. But again, you know, like, but here's here's the thing that everyone's like, oh, well, they got to hit the floor, guys. They got to hit the floor. They're going to take Brent Burns because they got to hit the floor. Go look at what Vegas did. Vegas didn't take any shitty contracts on just to hit the floor. They're going to hit the floor regardless. They they don't need to eat some. They're not, they're not going to eat eight nine million dollar deals just to hit the floor. They don't have to. No, and if anything, they'll be like, "Hey, you you want some cap relief? You know, throw in some sweeteners. You know, give give us some NutraSweet, and that being a nice draft pick. So, uh, we need at least seventeen hundred sixty nine likes to truly honor Marlowe. Yes, I completely concur. Uh, but you know, again, this is where the thing, it gets frustrating because yeah. it's this team. Yes. They shouldn't be in the position where they are, where they can be in, in a playoff race. I get that. So of course the playoff race is such an illusion though. Like here's, here's the thing, right? Bring up the standings. 
bring up the standings? Sure. Yep. But my 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 thing is is that you know if you have the shot at it, and you say you have the p- you pieces don't. to, you have good players to do things. First off, those good players, and I hate to, to steal Ted Ted Ramey's line. Your best players need to be their best players. Well, I Randy Hahn called it out tonight on the broadcast. You know, entering tonight, you know, Couture was 0 for 16. He had one goal in his 20 in 23 games. Burns was one. Yeah, Couture is not 100. percent You know, Couture is nowhere near 100. percent Burns and I and I go ahead. I know, like, yeah, I I I I, I get that people want to like you know rip the C off of his chest and then take another out of his flesh, but like, dude's not 100. percent Like, if you can look at Logan Couture and think that he's anywhere close to 100. percent I I would like your vision because I don't see it. Yeah, I mean Burns a goal in twenty six games, LeBanc two and twenty, Donato one and thirteen. Uh, we could go on about Timo Meyer. You can yeah, that's like that's going to be a disaster, right? When he signs his ten million dollar qualifying offer, good times. You know it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let me show, show me some standings here. All right. So let's get to it. Uh, if my computer can play nicely. So, you know, Vegas is at 70, Colorado at 66, Minnesota at 65, St. Louis with their win goes to 46. The Coyotes right. are on the verge of winning. So now they're going to go up to 47. Uh, the Sharks are at 41. LA um, has a few games in hand and they're at 40. Uh, Anaheim at 35. Yeah, okay. So forget those top, those bottom three teams. Those bottom three teams are all garbage. The Blues, now the Coyotes probably have the better strength of schedule. But like the Blues, let me squint here. Like the Blues still have two games in hand on everybody. <laughs> they got two games in hand. Now the Arizona's going to have the strength of schedule. But like, the Blues have two games in hand, and they're now ahead by what five points? On the Sharks, yes. Yeah, I mean, like, I sure the Sharks could go on a run, and maybe they beat the Coyotes, but they still—I don't know. Like, if the Blues, if the Blues continue playing like they played today, and that's not a given with the Blues right now, and I understand that, but if they continue playing like they did today, they'll bury the Sharks with their games in hand alone. Coyotes, if the Sharks can, the Sharks, if the Sharks can beat the Coyotes a couple games, they can make it interesting. I still think St. Louis is going to be the team that finishes in that spot, though. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, such a, it's such an illusion, in my opinion. And I don't know how you could watch this team the last eight games and go, man, you know, if they just get a couple wins under their belt, oh man, just wait till they just wait till they go to Vegas or Colorado. <laughs> like that'd be the worst thing to happen to this team. Like making the playoffs just to get completely smashed by Vegas or Colorado. So what so what did you accomplish? You're out of the lottery and you're out in the first round. Probably Big ugly out in the first round. 
I mean, Jordan Furtado, I mean, who who jumped on to, you know, viewing our show with probably the highest of, you know, optimism. You know, and here is, I turned off the game after the Wild scored that goal eighteen in 18 seconds. You know. You're a better person than I. I wish I did that. Uh, right. The, the thing is, is that the other problem going on here is you're... You're finally getting fans in the stands on Monday, uh, and, and they're coming at two hundred bucks a pop, which is crazy. Yeah. You could be the ultimate edge lord, ultimate edge lord, and just you know, like, oh, you think this game hurt you watching it? I paid two hundred bucks to watch it live. Who's in more pain now? Like ultimate edge lord. I mean, it's it's rough. I mean, I would love to go to a game. Trust me, I would love to go. I think I think all of us would love to go to a game. But oh, I can't even imagine paying two hundred dollars to watch this team play right now. And there it is. I can't even imagine that. And and right now, and I look at as much as I come on here and I curse and I swear and I talk like. I wouldn't do this. Like I wouldn't be on this show if I didn't care. Like if I didn't care about this team, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't. Why? You know what I mean? Like people are always like, oh, you just hate this fucking team. Why would I, why would I waste my time talking on the internet? I mean, I do like the sound of my own voice. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But really, if I didn't care about this team and I just hated it, why would I do this? And I still wouldn't go to a game for two hundred dollars right now. Yeah, it's it's so frustrating. I don't know if I'd go if they paid me to go. <laughs> and that's and that's the thing. It's so tough. I mean, and they're they're pushing, they're they're pushing you know season ticket sales for next season right now. I've been contacted by number one. In fact, I'm sure my my Sharks rep, you know, uh, Jeremy is watching. So Jeremy, hi, how you doing? Thanks for thanks for watching. We appreciate I appreciate you. You know, you've been one of the nicer uh, season ticket holders I've had in a couple of years. Um, but man, I mean, it's tough, tough to sell. You know. Oh yeah. At, at this point. And oh, it's, for sure. And it's frustrating. Because not only that, you're not able to get fans in, but now you're at the point where <laughs> now if you can go, do you want to? And Not at those prices, I wouldn't. And like, I think if the prices were cheaper, for sure. But like top dollar to watch this team lose its ninth straight? Ooh, tough sell. And a lot of people saying, I wouldn't go for a hundred. The Giants are more entertaining. Uh, well, that's the other thing too, right? Like, I mean, I'm a hockey fan and, and only a hockey fan. Like hockey's the only sport I really watch. But, and don't get me wrong, man, I love going to a live game. But, I mean, I just, but I, I, I don't know how you could like, I mean, if you have the disposable income that you can do it. And I mean, I'm not judging anyone. Like if you have the disposable income that, you know, that's you know a normal night out for you then fantastic i guess but like for me there's no way i'm paying that ticket for for this team right now especially the way they've looked the last 
you know, I mean, it's obviously been pretty bad because all eight games have been kind of shit, but like the last few have been especially bad, like not doing anything to like get you excited about buying a ticket. And that's the, that's the concern. I mean, you're you're on the verge of missing for the playoffs for the first time in back-to-back years since 1997. Mm-hmm. Since the year you drafted Patrick Marlowe. You know. Uh, and, and yeah, like, look, like look at Jordan saying, $189, game six, conference finals. And, and you were showing me the prices of those tickets yeah. now. Like that ticket's probably probably 240 bucks yeah i mean i for my ticket that i got last minute for game seven against vegas uh was 120 yeah and i was in the last row i believe in like 220 yikes in the corner behind jones you know i mean again i will never forget that day and then i'll be a memory i'll never forget but it's like like what yeah. I was saying, you can't even sell the rivalry narr- narrative anymore. King suck, duck sucks, and Vegas will destroy. Yeah. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. You're not wrong at all. I mean, the King suck, the duck suck, Vegas. Yeah. You know, and, and they've yeah. played, they've played, when they were in Vegas, they played them fairly well. Uh, You know, and, and yet, at the same time, the Sharks only have one regulation win against Vegas. Vegas is stacked. Like, I, I, stop making me praise Vegas on this podcast for the love of God. I I, I don't People want are to string me up in Town Square. Yes. Um. So, like Anthony said, positive tonight. We scored three goals. I mean, is there any other positive you can take out of it besides Couture maybe getting off the Schneid, Blickfield getting oh, a but goal? Deal. Like he he swung his stick at a at a loose puck on his knees into an empty net should i be super excited about couture's goal no like yeah it's good that he got off the like he got off the schneid right but like does that goal inspire confidence that more are coming not really because again i don't think Couture's anywhere close to 100 yeah. percent. he just looks like <laughs> i remember you know like it reminds me of like when when Joe Pavelski was talking about Chris Turney, how he always looked like he has a piano on his back when he's skating. No, that's <laughs> that's Logan Couture right now. Right. Like the dude looks like he has the entire arena on his back when he's skating around. So, yeah, I mean it's like I don't know. I, I it's it's tough. Might just be negative for the sake of being negative now, maybe. But like I don't know, chat. Are you super inspired by Logan Couture's goal that this is the start of something? Like, am I am I off base here? I I would say no. I mean I mean yes, I get it. He scored, which is nice, but it needs to be more con- it wasn't consistent. Like he split the defense and you know no. I guess of course goalie out of his shorts and I I completely concur. And and that's the thing is that you know. You you're trying to find something, I guess, to go with I know. anything, and it's just it's hey, like I got something. Top ten draft pick, baby. I hope it's a top ten draft pick. <laughs> I I hope I hope it is. Um. Uh, so, uh, do we have a, a Venmo donation? Uh, because uh, other than that, I I think we're we're pretty much pressed arizona will give you this one arizona one uh they shut out the la kings 
four to nothing on it. So they leapfrog over St. Louis to get the 47. The Sharks are at 41. So six point lead on the Sharks. Uh, mm-hmm. And they and the Sharks do have a game in hand, but St. Louis has three games in hand on Arizona. So yep. you're looking at that right now. Uh, the maximum points for the Sharks, let's see, with nine games left, we 18, they're at 59. So if you want to see a, uh, if you're one that's looking for the tragic number, uh, at the moment you're looking at 12. Uh, so any combination of Sharks not, not gained, not gaining a point, uh, which essentially is a six-game, <laughs> six-game losing streak, <laughs> will do the Sharks in themselves. So, uh, you know, I mean, the the Arizona series is what is what's gonna probably put the nail in the coffin yeah. finally. Um, and then we can all talk about draft picks <laughs> instead of playoffs. Uh, all right. Well, we Jerry, as always. Thank you, Jerry. Jerry saves the Jerry day. Jerry saves the day. Uh, we'll, we'll get to your wraparound right now uh, as I get ready to do the Tankathon afterwards. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Penguins 4-2 to two over the Devils in this one. Uh, thankfully, the Penguins hung on. This one, uh, Sidney Crosby gets his 20th. Uh, it wasn't a, a nightmare of a game where the Devils almost pulled the comeback. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly with the hat trick for the Blues. They beat the Avalanche 5-3. to Devin Dubnik takes the loss in this one, despite Landeskog, McKinnon, and McCarr scoring for the Avalanche. Uh, Calgary wins 5-2 to uh, over the Montreal Canadiens. To f- I don't know what's going on in Montreal. Oh, my goodness. What a what a disaster. You, know, you think the Sharks are a disaster? I I give you montreal i mean we you go within two weeks we're thinking ooh, montreal toronto might actually be an interesting playoff series yeah that's not gonna happen to now to now can the flames leapfrog them <laughs> right Isn't you know that sad i mean like... the flames are now just four points out of a of a of a playoff spot oh boy and, and to fully man how long is yeah, he signed I... for because that, that would have been a nice pick. I don't know. That's a good question. Should have kept. That's, yeah. that's a player should have kept. Yeah. Vancouver. Or Vancouver should have kept. Oh, yeah. They'll be reaping that. But then, but hey, they got Tanner Pearson signed up for a while now. Uh, Capitals 6-3 to three over the Islanders as a... Uh, yeah, big one for the Caps. Yeah, that's a big one. As that whole series is, you know, the Caps and the Islanders are going back and forth. The Capitals are at 66 points. The Islanders now at uh, 63. So a big one there for the Caps. Uh, the Carolina Panthers... Uh, or it was Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Hurricanes. Yes. Carol- well, you see, I see the Hurricanes and it's Panthers. And yeah, okay. The Carolina Hurricanes lose in overtime to the Florida Panthers. <laughs> Four go. to three. Barkov with the overtime winner in this one. Uh despite Dougie Hamilton with two goals on the night. Uh, and in in overtime, this was an interesting game. I don't know if in, you see EJ Raddick's tweet, but Dallas 2, Red Wings 1, 
At one point, the shots it, late in the second period were 37-4 to four in favor of Dallas, and they were losing one nothing. And Mark Pissick with the tying goal with 3.52 left, and Jamie Benn with the overtime gets it done again. Uh, yeah, the, the shot differential in that game was wild. I mean, like, insane. I, I remember talking about how, like, how much how many shots Kozenash faced against Vegas and that like just completely blew it out of the water. And you feel for Jonathan Bernier who, who Oh yeah, that that's I that's mean just it painful to sucks see. Sucks when you're single-handedly keeping your team in a game, right? Uh Golden Knights 5, Ducks 1. Uh Robin Leonard with the victory, you know, Sam Steele was the only goal scorer for the Ducks uh in the loss uh and then Vancouver beats uh, the Senators 4 to 2. Vancouver you know now at 41 points. Watch out. <laughs> you know. Uh and, I think they're done. And, and the Coyotes uh 4 nothing over the Kings as Darcy Kemper gets the shutout for the Desert Dogs. Uh at one point the shots on goal were Dallas 30 Detroit 1 and the Detroit's one went in. Yeah. Oh, jeez, that's just crazy. That's just sad too, for sure. So that'll do it with your NHL reach around, wrap around, whatever the heck you want to call it. Because, you know, oh man. So it's time for Tankathon. Tankathon. Uh, as we enter Tankathon, uh, the Sharks are in the number eight spot with the eighth best odds to win the draft lottery at six percent. Shall we do this? Oh, this will be fun. I'm ready to be hurt again. Oh, God. What would be worse? L.A. getting it or, or Seattle? I don't know. Here we go. We get it. All right. And congratulations to the Buffalo Sabres. You actually won the draft lottery. Buffalo number one. Ottawa moves up three spots to number two. Uh, New Jersey, Seattle, Anaheim Hall go down to three, four, five. The Sharks stay at number eight. <laughs> so I'm ready to be hurt again. I mean, number eight, and it's not exactly the best draft year. Yeah, but top ten pick, still top ten pick. Like, yeah, is it going to be? I I still think like as long as you're in the top ten, you're fine. Um. Like, is it, is it, is it, yeah, it's not as deep a draft as, as we've seen. Like we've been, Danny has been spoiled by some really deep draft classes of late. Um, and I don't think this is like compared to the last couple of years, just because there's been such deep draft classes, like, yeah, it seems like it's a drop, but it's not, I, I think for, I think if you, you average it out, it's not, a, I don't think it's a terrible draft class. And I think it's still a top 10 pick is, is, you know, it's still decent. Like, uh, would you like to see them move up for sure? But I think, I still think they can, uh, I still think they can, they can do something with that, with that pick right. at eight. Like it's not the end of the world. Okay. Yeah. It's just, it's a standard draft. Like, like Lacey's thing. Like it's, I, I think we've just gotten so spoiled with a couple of drafters of late that we, you could have a normal draft and it was like, Oh my God, it's the worst draft class ever. It's, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. No, it, 
I just said it's yeah, just a regular draft. That's cool. And you know what? And a top, top 10, 10 pick is still a top 10 pick. <laughs> and boy, howdy, do we need it. Yes. So. All right. In case you missed anything, you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube. Hit that hit that subscribe button. Uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and of course, always available at tealtownusa.com. So just a programming note, of course, Sunday night. So tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific the Pucknologists will be on to recap the week that was in the Sharks hockey. Oh, boy. <laughs> They'll be doing that at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern on this same YouTube channel. So do us a favor. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button down below. Give us a thumbs up. I mean, yes, we got to 22, but, you know, why not get get to, to uh, you know, 25 in honor of one of... One of uh, Patrick Marlowe's former teammates, Victor Kozlov. I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Ian, appreciate you, bud. Uh, I know this has been, you and me have been going back along with Al and Kevin and Landy uh, trying to figure this this all out. And these don't get easier as, as the losing continues. But uh, oh, this, is e- this is easiest. This is easy peasy. <laughs> this is super easy. Come up with new ways to talk about a loss. Yes. Super easy. Right. But uh, your final thoughts on where the people can find you. My final thoughts. Buy out Martin Jones. LOL Martin Jones. What the fuck, Martin Jones? Um, (laughs) Final thoughts. um, You know, like I said, uh, what I would like is for the other teams to start winning so that this whole playoff thing can be a stop being a talking point. Um, I don't know what they're going to find to talk about to, to keep everyone interested. Um, if you go to see this team live, Godspeed, you're a better man than I. Um, I don't know, man. It's just team tank, baby. Team tank all the way. All right. Um, yeah, that's it for me. IDN Blogs Hockey on the Twitter machine. Come at me. Um, I'm, 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 I'm happy to be at it. Go, go at me. It's cool. Right. Unless you want to defend Martin Jones, then don't. Do not at me. Well, although that might be interesting to see that on Twitter. No, no one wants to see that. I don't know. That that might be might be fun to see you go off. But although I think I like you going off on on uh, Martin Jones lovers if if it was live on here. So, oh boy. Anyhow, I'm at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter, the Instagram. Uh, again, Pucknologist will be on Sunday night, 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, some of us will be back on Monday as the Sharks play the Desert Dogs. Oh, boy. What could possibly go wrong? I'm sure Phil Kessel is getting his hot dogs ready as we speak. Uh, it will also be the first time fans are in the stands at the Shark Tank. So that'll be interesting to see how that looks. Godspeed. Yes. So that'll do it for us. Uh, Sunday night for Technologists. Monday night we'll be back following Sharks and Desert Dogs. So until then, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. The Chompversation now continues on the Discord channel. Thanks for watching. Have a good night. Go Sharks.